Ben Simmons may never be the same basketball player ever again. Just had back surgery. He's going to be out for three to four months. He's going to be healthy enough to play. But the all-star, the all-NBA defense, first team, I called him the best defensive player in the league. I don't think he'll ever get back to that level because once you start messing with the back, back surgery is a whole other animal than knee surgery or, or even Achilles, right? Because the back, that's, that's where all your movement comes from, top and bottom, and, and it's just back surgeries are scary, especially when the surgery was because of something that was psychosomatic. Ben Simmons' mental issues, his mental block manifested itself in a herniated disc in his back. So now he's having surgery, physical surgery, going under the knife to fix a mental issue. So what happens if he doesn't fully get past the mental issue? What good was the surgery? Right, and, and, and this clip has nothing to do with Ben Simmons, really. Um, it has to do with the Brooklyn Nets. It has to do with a concept that I call the Clorox concept. Back in a previous, previous episode that says the only way to get to 99.9% effective is to go after 100. So we should not fear pursuing perfection because in the pursuit of 100%, in trying to be perfect, you will uncover the best you could possibly be. In fact, it's the only way to be the best that you can be is to try to be perfect. We shouldn't run away from perfection. We should aim at it. I'm going to use Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets to offer the corollary to that. Right? And I'm going to call it the predicament of perfection because the, the cautionary tale of pursuing perfection is that the marginal moves have way more magnitude. When you decide to pursue perfection, the marginal moves have way more magnitude. Right? And, and the Brooklyn Nets are a perfect example of what happens when you don't understand the predicament of perfection. When you don't recognize the magnitude of the marginal move. Right? So... You know, how did they even get Ben Simmons? It's because Brooklyn was trying to pursue the perfect roster construction. Right? Go back to 2019. KD tears his Achilles in the finals, but he signs with Brooklyn knowing that he's not going to play the entire season. Kyrie goes with him. DeAndre Jordan goes with him. And, you know, this was a young team, you know, not great team, but a, a team that made the playoffs. Right. And, you know, had an all-star guard in D'Angelo Russell and, and had, had a bunch of nice pieces around. Right. And, and when KD and Kyrie came to Brooklyn, they asked KD, why did he come to Brooklyn? Why did he decide to leave Golden State, even though they went to three straight finals? They were the best team in the league for three years. KD doesn't get hurt. They probably they probably three peat. Why did you leave? And what he said was, he liked the culture in Brooklyn. 
like the culture. Right? Now, culture is now a big thing, but in basketball, culture it, it, it's one of those things that doesn't matter until it matters. It's a marginal thing. And what happened was KD didn't play the first year. It was just Kyrie and, and a bunch of the, the ancillary pieces. Right? And, and, you know, they weren't very good. Right? They were decent, but then Kyrie, you know, does his Kyrie thing and gets hurt. Um, so they started losing a lot. So going into the season, okay, KD's coming back. We're going to have Kyrie healthy. We're going to be ready to go. Right? They, they fired the coach. See, again, you're pursuing perfection. So you fired the coach, which adjusts the culture. They fired, they fired Kenny Atkinson, who had gotten a reputation as a very good coach. You know, not great, but really good. I hire Steve Nash. Why? Because I want the perfect hire. Great player, so he knows how to handle the egos. Even though he's never coached before, he's played with a lot of great players. Kevin Durant likes him. They have a connection. Kyrie has respect for him. So he's the perfect coach, right? Obviously, he's got to be an offensive genius because look at his career as a basketball player. Right, so then what they do? They they had to because Steve Nash had never coached before. They had to hire a bunch of coaches. They had to hire a staff, right? So they hired a staff. Had a bunch of ex-coaches on it: Mike D'Antoni, Jacques Vaughn, all these people. But now the culture is different. So again, one little move, firing the coach, because. Maybe he wasn't the coach to get you to a title. But firing the coach was one marginal move that had a bunch of, that had a bunch of magnitude because now you're pursuing perfection. So then what happens? Well, you got all these young guys that ain't, they don't really have a ton of playoff experience, and we got to win the title now because we got two stars right in the middle of the primes, Right, this is supposed to be peak Kevin Durant. We can't waste a year getting these young guys ready. Oh, there just happens to be a disgruntled star in Houston that hasn't won the title either. That Kevin Durant has played with, Kevin Durant's friends with him, James Harden. Okay, so now we gotta, gotta trade for James Harden. So, you know, we win a title, it doesn't matter. So why why would we mortgage our why, why would we care about mortgaging our future? So give away all the draft picks. Give, give away the young guys to get the veteran star. Right? So now when they play together, everything is good, but James Harden's out of shape. He gets hurt. Kyrie gets hurt. Kevin Durant gets hurt because they, they all have injury issues. They go to the playoffs. They, 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 they lose. They come back the next year. James Harden is... He's still out of shape. He's still got a hamstring. Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated. So he can't, he's only playing on the road. And, and then everything started to unravel. Okay, well, now we're looking at Steve Nash like, oh, right, he's never coached before. 
So he, he can't. Of course he's not going to adjust because he doesn't know how to make adjustments because somebody's already done that for him in his playing career. Oh, wait, Mike D'Antoni left to go somewhere else. Oh, man, I, we don't have enough depth. So now when one guy, get, one of our stars gets hurt, it, the other stars have to play more minutes and they're already injury prone. So now everybody's unhappy and the culture is messed up. Again, remember why KD came to the Nets? It was the culture. So now the culture has done a complete 180 because you did one minor thing, fired the coach. So now James Harden doesn't want to be there anymore because the culture's messed up. Him and Kyrie don't really get along. And you trade him for Ben Simmons, a guy who hadn't played all year. A guy that's not really a team guy. And you got a bunch of a bunch of small people who can shoot the ball because you just need space for Kevin Durant to, to, to do it, do his thing. Until you run up in the playoffs against the people that got forwards, and, and Kevin Durant's the only forward on the team. Right, and, and that's the caution with pursuing perfection. That's why it's not for everybody. Because one small move that maybe could have been the right move, but because of the magnitude of that move, you couldn't just say, "Who I can't just hire a coach who Kevin Durant likes. Not when you're trying to pursue perfection. See, the problem is, the team that they tried to construct, that they're trying to construct now, They had it the first year Kevin Durant was there. Everything that they needed to win a title was there. The problem is you got to be patient. See, when you're pursuing perfection, you've got to have patience with it. Right? Because Kevin Durant wasn't there, you never got a good look at that team. You never got a good look at what Kenny Atkinson could have done with that team. Because... You know, I may not watch the series with Boston, but they was getting beat up on the boards. They didn't have any bigs. They had old Blake Griffin come out, try to save their seats from getting swept. Meanwhile, one of the guys that they traded, big man Jared Allen, was an all-star this year. Boy, did they need him. Oh, the problem was... Well, outside of KD and Kyrie, like, nobody else could create their own shot. Right? Everybody else was just kind of catching shoe guys. Well, the problem is they traded away Karis LeVert, 6'7", wingman, who can at least get his own shot. It may not be a good shot, may not be an efficient shot, but he could have taken some pressure off of KD. See, everything that they needed in this series against Boston, they had when KD went there. In 2019. But when you try to pursue perfection, those moves that were, that were seemingly insignificant, trading away Jared Allen because you didn't want to pay him, you didn't want to pay him that much money. And again, I can get James Harden, so why would I need Jared Allen? Why would I need Karis LeVert? And the problem is you did need him. Who you didn't need was James Harden. But you tried to, you tried to go all in and be perfect 
and you forgot about the corollary, forgot about the predicament. So I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from pursuing perfection. What I'm simply saying is, as you get closer to it, right, the difference between 99.2 and 99.3% is a lot bigger than you think. Because that 90, trying to go from 99.2 to 99.3 could easily put you back at 95 if you do it wrong. See, it, it's not that big of a deal when it's 31.2 to 31.3%. You pursuing perfection. Nah, that's, me. you can deal with that later. But when you at 99.2 and you try to go up to 99.3, that point one. It's a big gap. So the marginal moves have so much more magnitude, and now Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets are stuck. Now you stuck. Now you may be stuck at 80. Because now what do you do with Kyrie? I mean, you don't have money to go outright sign somebody, so you'd have to sign and trade Kyrie. Nobody wants the headache of Kyrie. So now you got to give Kyrie at least a four-year max, if not a five-year max. So now you stuck with Kyrie for five more years. Now you have no cap room, so you got to sign old vets that maybe want to win, and you got to hope that you that your draft picks work. Oh, while also retaining all your players that you got now, and hoping that their production doesn't fall off. See, now, now you're stuck in a certain... Now you're stuck in a certain stratosphere because you went for perfection, but you didn't pay attention to the margins. You go up, the margins get thinner and thinner. So let Brooklyn be a cautionary tale to anybody that's going after perfection and anybody that, that sees themselves approaching the summit. Anybody that sees themselves going on the hike for perfection, up that mountain. Understand the higher altitude you get, the more the marginal moves matter. 